0: Listen to Nerd Wallet's Smart Money podcast wherever you get your podcasts.
1: From Transport Topics in Washington, D.C., this is Road Signs. Here is your host, Seth Clevenger.
2: Thank you for listening to Road Signs, the podcast series from Transport Topics that explores the trends and technologies that are shaping the future of trucking. In this episode, we're going to focus on one of the biggest problems that professional truck drivers encounter on a daily basis – finding a safe and convenient place to park. In fact, an annual survey by the American Transportation Research Institute found that truck parking was the number one industry concern for commercial drivers last year. But how can drivers, fleet operators, and other industry stakeholders take steps to alleviate this persistent challenge? We'll set out to answer that question in this episode. But before we begin, I'd like to invite you to keep up to date on this issue and other important industry topics by subscribing to Transport Topics at TTN. Dot ws forward slash You can also text TT Subscribe to 571 622 0001. And now, to learn more about the truck parking problem and potential solutions, I'm excited to welcome Evan Shelley, co founder and CEO of TruckParkingClub.com. Thanks for joining us, Evan.
3: Yeah, thanks for having me.
2: So I'm glad to have you on the podcast uh, here to talk about truck parking. which, as we all know, has become a a major headache for truck drivers and also a a severe challenge for the trucking industry at large. Uh, Just to begin the conversation, uh, tell us a little bit about your startup company, TruckParkingClub.com. How does it work and and how can drivers utilize it?
3: Yeah, so Truck Parking Club is a platform, a two-sided marketplace where we connect truckers to truck parking owners, whether that be actually truck parking operators, whether that be uh, trucking companies that have exp- excess space in their facility. It could be you know, a myriad of different type of uh, truck parking locations. Uh, we connect those two. We facilitate that connection and that transaction um, on our platform. Um, and what we do is we create reservable truck parking locations in real time.
2: So really, I mean, it's sort of like an Airbnb model to, in, on some level, right, where you're uh, you know, you're connecting, you know, people who need truck parking with, with those who have the expe- excess space, right? Exactly.
3: You know, w- we think that um, there's there are, is excess um, capacity of truck parking out there that's not being utilized, and what our mission is is to
2: help bring awareness to that extra uh, capacity. Sure. And you gave some examples of the the types of you know property owners, landowners that you're working with. You know whether these are you know vacant or underused parking lots, um, underutilized properties. You know could be you know trucking companies' own terminals uh, that they're not fully utilizing. You know, and you're you're adding these uh, types of properties to your, your parking network. But maybe give some other examples of you know just sort of the variety of different types of locations that you have as as part of the, the network. <laughs>
3: Yeah, that, that's a great question. Um, you know, we're getting some more unique type things where we have self storage owners with some excess capacity. Uh, we have people um, that'll have, you know, a quarter acre lot that they had remaining from a previous development that's just sitting there um, that's zoned properly. Uh, fortunately, that they're they're looking to put on the platform um you know even we are getting people that maybe are in more rural type areas but they know that they're um they see trucks going down their highway all the time and they they you know think that with their excess capacity why not put it on the platform and um give truckers an opportunity to, to book there and help monetize their, their space at the same time. So we're seeing, uh, a lot of different, uh, types of, uh, property owners,
2: uh, looking to, uh, monetize their properties. And speaking of that, you know, could you take take us through the process of, you know, incentivizing property owners to, to do this, to join the parking network and, you know, make their spaces available. Uh, you know, and, uh, you know, clearly it has to, there has to be some benefit for them for opening up their locations for, for truck parking, right?
3: Yeah, exactly. I, I think we're seeing the most value for, uh, the property owners that are, you know, in some form or fashion around commercial or industrial type, uh, vehicles, um, where they have some type of experience in the industry, maybe not directly with tractor trailers, um, and they also have land available. Um, we're, we're seeing that, you know, if they have that half acre or even several acres that's just sitting there at the moment because we're a no commitments, no leases platform. Um, and maybe they think they're going to have that capacity for six months or whatever the case may be. Um, it makes a lot of sense for them to do that rather than they can't go out and lease it to an industrial operator typically for that period of time. Um, so why not go onto a platform where there's no commitments, no leases, and really make the best of it and monetize that land while maybe you're looking to do something else with it, or maybe it ends up being a great fit. And really the incentive is you're making money when the property was not making you know any income.
2: Yeah, uh, for sure. And uh, on the other side, are, are you finding that drivers are willing to pay uh, to reserve a space? You know, obviously this is a, a big pain point in the industry, right? I mean, drivers, you know, lose a lot of time and productivity trying to find spaces. But you know, how willing are they, um, you know, to pay for, for parking? And you know, how do you find the right price for a, you know a given location or market?
3: Yeah, um, truckers are willing to pay for locations that are convenient for them. Um, and I would just elaborate on that. Um, in a lot of situations, we're saving them time. Um, and if they can plan out their routes with our reservable truck parking locations and have the surety that that parking spot's going to be there and time it well with, uh, you know, uh, with their ELD, then... It it can make a lot of sense, um, even though you know it isn't as convenient as a rest stop um, where it's entirely free. We give surety to a trucker, and what we're also seeing is we're getting a lot of bookings for trailers that need to sit for a few days. They're in between loads for whatever the case may be, and we're providing them. Um, that
2: surety that they're going to have the ability to reserve parking for a few days and leave their trailer. And, uh, you know, I'll say that, uh, you know, speaking for myself, I'm paying $20 a day to park in my office in Washington, DC. So it was my passenger car, right? <laughs> so, uh, you know, I know that I'm willing to pay to park, uh, for the convenience, um, you know, rather than, uh, spend a lot more time on the train to get in. So, uh, you know, obviously a different, much different use case, different vehicle type, but, uh, you know, it's it, to your point, if you can save a lot of time, you know, and your available hours of service and, and maximize your time and your productivity and make more, um, you know, as a driver, uh, typically paid by the mile, then, you know, that can very quickly pay for itself. But, uh, I want to maybe take, take me back to the beginning, you know, how did you get the idea to start this business, Evan? You know, uh, and you know, how, and when did you realize that this truck parking issue is such a big problem for for truck drivers.
3: Yeah, so my background is real estate, commercial industrial real estate. Um, and this all started to you know become clear to me that there was an issue back in 2021 when I was doing a real estate deal in Florida and the municipality. I was looking at a piece of property. I had it under contract. I was looking to develop it for... Uh, truck parking. Um, because the use case that I had originally wanted wasn't going to work, and it was zoned industrial. So I said, "Well, truck parking. This is an obvious play. It's a great location for it." And the municipality said, "No, um, truck parking is not going to be permitted here. And you can try, but we're telling you, we're not going to approve it." And I was, I was just like, "It's zoned industrial. How can you not approve it?" And so that got me thinking. And understanding, And I, the more I talked with people, the more I understood that there was a truck parking shortage, there was this huge demand for it, um, and I really originally looked at it at, from a real estate investment perspective, um, and what I found was it um, just wasn't really... a. I would say for me personally, I didn't see it as a super scalable business so then i kept looking at it on you know how how do you get into this business and help with the shortage while also creating a business around it and you know eventually came to what we have today which is truck parking club and you know leveraging technology to bring awareness to
2: available truck parking through a network of truck parking locations throughout the u.s um, and, you know, you, you've been at this, uh, I know it's a newer, newer company, but, uh, you've been at this, uh, a while and, and you've really been kind of digging into the, you know, the issue of truck parking. Uh, so from your perspective, you know, what do you see as the biggest source of this truck parking problem? Is it a scarcity of available parking locations? Is it, you know, just not enough visibility to where spaces or locations, uh, are available? Is it some of both, uh, what do you see as the, the primary, you know, problem to solve here
3: yeah so the more I'm I'm you know digging deeper and deeper into this business by you know talking with more and more truckers and more and more property owners and more and more you know truck parking operators um, it is my opinion that we do have a truck parking shortage but part of the issue as well is truck a, truck, a shortage of truck parking awareness is, is, a, is a big part of it as well. If you, you know, imagine a world where there's nothing out there to tell you in real time that how much truck parking is available within a 50-mile radius of you, and that's what truckers deal with every single day. Like, that's what they do with. They don't know for a fact whether truck parking is available around them. There are various apps that may say, we think there is truck parking here. We think there's truck parking there. We, you know, but there is no, Hey, there's eight spots available right now, a mile down the road. Um, and that, you know, that network needs to be accomplished. I mean, if anything for, for truckers to have that awareness, um, because our, you know if a trucker doesn't know that there's parking a mile down the road has no awareness no way to understand that it's there then they're going to you know stop wherever they can find parking and their their lack of awareness has them parked on the shoulder of the interchange whereas maybe there is a spot for them down the road and they need that you know the ability to go to a platform to know for a fact that there's a spot for them down the road
1: Hello, roadside listeners. Dan Ronan here from Transport Topics. I'm here to tell you about our new extended cuts of the Road Signs podcast. If you like what you learn here, I think you're going to really love this. So, what is the Road Signs extended cut? Well, instead of ending the recording and saying our guest farewells, We're keeping our expert guests around for an extra one or two questions to gather a deeper, fuller picture of the influential topics in transportation. We capture that insight and convert it into a printable download that will help you navigate the latest trucking trends and guide your next business decision. Considering the easy linkable and printable format, you can keep the extended cut for your next big meeting, send it to your friends and colleagues, or pack it up for your next big conference. So how do you get the latest download? Well, it's real simple. Visit ttn.ws forward slash extended cut. That's ttn.ws forward slash extended cut.
2: Clearly, is also a safety issue as well. And I do want to also talk a, a little bit more about you know why you know, this truck parking issue has, you know, some really, you know, broader ramifications beyond just being, you know, an annoyance for drivers. Um, You know, of course, as we've mentioned before, you know, long haul truck drivers have a limited amount of driving time under federal hours of service rules. So, you know, there are times, you know, when drivers may stop early for the day, um, not because they're tired, but, just because they're not sure if they can find safe parking, if they keep going, there's a truck stop right here. Okay. I'm going to stop, even though I've got, you know, uh, may have a few hours left to go. Um, And I, you know, I would like to keep going, but I I just don't know uh, if I'm going to be able to park if I do. Uh, And that of course means, you know, if drivers aren't fully utilizing their available hours, um, they aren't making as much money uh, and the entire freight transportation network is less efficient. You know, there's, we're, you know we, we talk a lot about um you know driver recruiting and retention you know driver shortages um trucking companies having a really hard time you know with driver turnover rates uh so you really want drivers to be as productive as possible and um you know of course drivers waste time just looking for parking too so you know maybe i'd like to just hear your thoughts on why this truck parking issue is bigger than just you know a, an annoyance for draw for drivers, but you know really is a big problem for the entire industry.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think you you kind of spelled it out that if the trucker cannot find parking adequately, um, I mean, I always go back to this owner operator independent drivers association quote, which is essentially that I think there's one spot for uh, every 11 drivers and that's costing, you know, uh, approximately five to $6,000 a year. I think that's, that's uh, essentially something like the quote. And um, ultimately where is that cost being spread out? Right. So that the, the truck driver is taking the brunt of that cost because they're the inefficiencies in the system, that inefficiency in the system is is also resulting in that load getting there in a slower manner and that load getting there in a slower manner is also costing the consumer so when and i'm going to go off on a little bit of a tangent here but when you see these uh you every once in a while you'll see on some local news or something that you know they've shut down an illegal truck parking facility and you know the people on the news are like um, essentially talking about the the people that are running this illegal facility as if they're dealing drugs and and the truckers as if they're you know carrying drugs and in in reality they're actually carrying the consumer's iPhone and the fact that they just got you know reprimanded for parking at this facility and the and the truck parking operator got reprimanded for running this facility. Um, all those costs are actually affecting the very people that are running that news program and essentially talking about these truckers and truck parking owners as if they're doing something wrong. Uh, so I think it's kind of quite the, um, what is the word? Uh, an oxymoron kind of where they, they think that, you know, justice has been served when in reality they i mean they're one of the bigger the consumers one of the bigger pe- people impacted at the end of the day because the cost all those costs involved with that you know they sometimes it, it's almost like a raid or something all the costs involved with that all trickles down to the consumer so the entire supply chain gets affected every time one of those news you know, uh, one of those segments gets ran and, and talking about truckers and truck parking owners as if they're bad people and they're doing something wrong. Ultimately, everyone down the supply chain suffers, including the consumer. So it's just quite, um, I don't know. I, I don't. I think people should be more, I think there should be something out there educating people on what is actually happening and why trucking is such an important part. What is it, 70, 80% of all goods are moved by truck, right? So why why aren't consumers I mean if consumers were aware of these things, they'd be like, "What? Okay, what are, why aren't we doing anything for truckers?" right? Like, why are we running news segments on truckers being parked in the wrong places and talking about them as if they're bad people? Like it, it's just kind of bizarre to me.
2: Yeah. Well, there's you know clearly uh you know uh, the industry, the trucking industry is the you know, the circulatory system of the economy so we're we're all very much dependent on you know the trucks moving and uh you know, transporting the you know the freight to their end destinations but uh it does speak to the the, the challenge because it, it just uh and, and why you do see the trucks you know parked on the you know off ramps and you know on the shoulders and you know it, because sometimes it's you know they're they're out of hours they're running out of hours they can't find another option and uh, you know that is a you know a problem with our you know that circulatory system, right? I mean it's uh, you know the the flow the, the, the flow of freight is is uh, uh, important for all of us. But uh, speaking of that, you know as you uh, start to to put together your network uh, for parking, uh, are there certain markets or certain locations where you really see some major pain points uh, for you know for the availability of parking? Kind of curious uh, as you build out your network, you know, what you're seeing on in that respect.
3: Yeah. I mean, that, that's a good question. I mean, there, there's always markets that, you know, need it um, worse than others. And I, I mean, I think the port cities are typically kind of the epicenter of, of, you know, just not having enough. Um, you know, we're talking port of LA, Houston, Savannah. Um, that's, you know, I mean, most of the uh the need uh, can can typically be contributed back to a port but also not always i mean there's various parts of the the southeast here that are can at certain times be in pretty dire need um so you know that that's kind of my my thought on um you know
2: the, the certain areas that are hit a little bit harder okay and uh all while i'm at it i also want to ask you you know what's next for truck parking club um you know maybe give me an update on you know the build out on the network i'm sure you're working to to expand that you know um you know which geographic regions are you in now and and how you know uh, what are the plans for expansion moving forward and also are you planning to add any new features or, or functionalities uh to the site yeah so um we're moving
3: we're you know almost getting a listing every single day, uh, new listing somewhere in the U S. Um, I mean, here in the last few days, we've gotten Savannah, um, we've gotten just outside of Indianapolis, um, Raleigh, North Carolina, Orangeburg, South Carolina, um, Ontario, California. So we're, you know, we're, we're expanding pretty quickly, um, and, you know, we're trying to accomplish the mission of, of creating that network where we can be a platform that truckers know um, they can look in real time and, and find available truck parking for them and reserve that truck parking. Um, and the goal, you know, really is, is to achieve that is, is to on every major interstate have readily, you know. Uh, reservable truck parking we can't guarantee we're always going to have truck parking available but we want the ability for truckers to use our platform wherever they're at in the U.S. to see what's going on and see what's available and you know um, really help with that awareness that that I mentioned earlier Um, and then I I would say you know what are we um, working on implementing you know Going forward, we're we're really staying focused on building out the network, but also, you know, there are a few features that we will ultimately implement, like routing will be one of those things that we will implement in the near future. We will also, um, at some point in the future, implement subscription programs to help with um, giving truckers readily available uh, parking and guaranteeing that they have a space available through Truck Parking Club by being part of the subscription platform, um, and then there, there's a couple other things I can't really get too deep into, but maybe you and I can swing back around when when uh, when it happens and uh, we we can talk about it. But it, I, I would I would just say I'll say this: we're not always just going to be a paid for parking platform. We're not going to always just have paid parking on our platform. We're going to have other options and it's still going to show availability
2: and reservability. No, I appreciate that, uh, you know, guidance. And it's uh, be interesting to, to watch, um, you know, how the, the platform develops. But, you know, before I let you go, Evan, I, I always like to end on a kind of a crystal ball question. Uh, so I'd like you to uh, maybe look forward 10 years from now uh, do you anticipate that it'll be easier for truck drivers, um, in a decade to, to find safe and convenient parking, or is this going to continue to be, you know, this major pain point for the industry, you know, especially when you consider that the economy is going to grow over time, freight volumes are going to continue to grow. Um, and, uh, know yeah. so what, what's your best sense of it? I mean, do you see this improving, uh, or, or is it just, uh, uh something that we're probably still going to be talking about 10 years from now? I think if technology
3: is implemented properly over the next 10 years and really handling the awareness that we've talked about and bringing a ton of awareness to available parking and that on top of developing at the rates that we're seeing truck parking developed at, I think that things could be a lot more manageable 10 years from now. Um, are they going to be perfect i I don't know, but I do think bringing truck parking up to date with available
2: technologies can do a lot for truckers. Well, I hope you're right, and uh, you know I, I think that uh, all our listeners will agree and and also hope that you are <laughs> correct on that front. Um, you know hey, i have have enjoyed this conversation, Evan, but I think we've reached a, a pretty good stopping point here so I just want to say thanks again for joining the podcast and, and sharing your insights. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me.
0: Did you know you can ask Alexa to open Transport Topics? In just one minute, you will hear the biggest trucking headlines of that day. Be prepared and start your morning off right with Transport Topics.
2: Before we close, let's take a moment to revisit our original question. How can truck drivers and the industry as a whole help address the scarcity of truck parking? As we've heard during this episode, drivers and fleet operators lose a lot of time and productivity while searching for available parking or simply stopping early for the day due to uncertainty about when and where they'll be able to park next. One potential solution to this problem is providing drivers with greater visibility on available parking locations and enabling them to reserve parking in advance so they can better plan their days and make better use of their available hours of service. That not only makes life easier for drivers, but also helps make the entire freight transportation network more efficient. If you've enjoyed this episode of Road Signs, please let others know. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If my questions have sparked questions of your own, share them with me and the Road Signs team. You can email us at share at ttnews.com. We'll read them and respond daily. Also, let us know how we did by texting TT Survey to 571 one and of course, we'll be back in two weeks with a fresh episode of Road Signs. Until then, I'm Seth Clevenger. Thank you for listening.
0: Wanna learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more